check, mic check. This is called Classic Interview number 30, and I'm here with Young Bambi. Yo, what's good, what's good? It's Young Bambi here. So, yo, off the rip, one thing I've always been curious about, and I know this might seem like a cliche question, but the name. And the whole aesthetic, the whole deer aesthetic. Um, yeah, so uh, my so my biological mom, you know, she inspired me to do my music and shit. And uh, sadly, she passed away when I was younger, mm. when I was seven. Um, you know what I'm saying? I have my seven adopted parents now. Shout out all them. But um, anyway, yeah, like one of my homies, he gave me the nickname because, you know, Bambi, his mom dies like in a story. So he just mm-hmm. was like, oh, like young Bambi. And I started rapping, and that's just what I, I use. So, you know, that's all that, the death of a mother aesthetic. Like, that that all comes from that. Like, damn. Well, shit. Fuck it. Um, no, I yeah, know. We just started off with something it's, that's it's so dark. But, you know, shout out my mom. Like, you know, she was a music professor. Like, she taught me yeah, violin. Shout, she taught me piano. Shout out to your mom. So, so, coming up, do you feel like um, moments like that really inspired you to go harder? It really inspired your music? Yeah, like, for sure. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like she raised me on like the Beatles, Bob Marley, and like Abba. You know what I'm saying? She was really good at her craft. Like, pu- like published musicians. You know what I'm saying? Like just in my family. Yeah. Like, in, you know what I'm saying? Like to that standard. Like I hold myself to really high level with my music and like critiquing myself. Like, um, yeah. Like she definitely like inspires like pretty much all my musical shit. Like 100%. definitely. So your mom really. Yeah, big, like, big, re- like really big, really like, laid like, the yeah. put the blueprints together for you. So what was she, what was she really listening to? Like, what were you really listening to growing up? Like, what was she really playing? Damn, like, like really like good, like like very like uh like complex music, like but happy music stuff like Bob Marley, uh, Abba, the Beatles, mm-hmm. um. Shit like that, like a lot of old pop music. Like I didn't really like listen to hip hop music growing up. Uh, a lot of South African music. Like I was, I was actually born in South Africa. So oh, word? yeah, I was born in Durban on the coast. So I, I listened to a lot of South African music, Zimbabwean music, uh, growing up too. Mm. So that mixed with uh, like a lot of London stuff. So I was born in South Africa. I moved to London when I was one. I lived there for ten years, and then I moved to the states. So I didn't really listen to no hip hop until I was in high school for real. Musical influence was super weird up, like when I was a kid. Damn, so you yeah. were really kind of all over the place with the music. No, like, for real, like, for real. For and that was really, like, really what you're kind of doing, what your mom was playing, and then the way you were really just kind of hearing growing up as a kid. Yeah, like, like really, like, I listened to, like, grime before I listened to American hip-hop. Yeah. Like, growing up in England, like, North London, like, like shit, like, Dizzy Rascal, like, all that shit. Like, mm. that's what I was listening to more, you know what I'm saying, and... When I moved to the states, I got, I got like Kanye was really big in the UK, yeah, and then Fifty Cent was really big. Like Get Rich or Die Trying was the first CD I ever bought, and like he was huge in the UK. Like Fifty mm. Cent was popping, um, but he was really the only one that got big yeah. over there, like for real, until recently. Like until you talk about, he was the only one who got big in the UK. Until yeah, recently. like Fifty Cent was so big in Europe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Wild. Like, yeah, it was weird, would, bro. Like, but like other rappers mm. that were popping at the time did not make that bridge. But I remember like 50 Cent, like everyone wanted to like be like 50. Like, oh, this nigga got shot a bunch of times and he survived. You yeah. know, it's, it's the UK. We yeah. didn't have no guns, bro. So we're like, oh, this nigga got shot a bunch of times. He survived. Like, yeah. we got to buy his album and shit. Like, Damn. Yeah. I, that's wild because like the UK, like from what I've seen and noticed, they kind of got a real alternative sound. Like they're like a lot of the dance music more than anything else so it's like i would expect someone like you said kanye kind of got big over there which i expected but someone like 50 yeah that's I mean, a that, that was just like 
50, I think in a lot of aspects, was like the first like international rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like at the time, like he he like did a lot from for music and was doing with these worldwide tours where like other rappers weren't. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was big. Even in places like Spain, bro, like Get Rich or Die Trying went like number one. You Damn. know what I'm saying? In places where like hip hop yeah. wasn't, wasn't a thing, he just he had that international swag. People fucked with it. I remember that era growing up because we're about the same age. I'm like a year older than you, maybe. We were yeah, just I'm, tw- I'm, 20, yeah, I'm 23. Yeah. yeah, like I remember that whole era where 50 Cent was really coming up like crazy, but like I didn't expect him like outside of the states to really be doing that. I guess that's like when you're younger, like especially. I mean, maybe growing up in the states, your world is so much smaller, so I guess you kind of don't don't think of it that way, you know? Yeah, it was it was cool. Like he blew up, had his thing, kind of died. Like, but yeah, 50, 50 was popping, bro. And the club was popping. Many women was popping. Like, P-I-M-P, like, huge song. Mm. Okay, like, huge yeah. Song. And I remember when I was DJing and shit, like, those songs in the club, like, when I played them in the club, it would still go up. It's yeah, guaranteed. Still, still, guaranteed. Bro, it's 2020, still in 2020. Bro, like, nigga, you play in the club, you want to hear that. Go, go, go. Guaranteed. Crazy, like. Guaranteed. But, like, that definitely, like, is one thing I'm noticing with a lot of the, the newer artists that are coming up. They have such... A wide variety of influences Yeah Like You Influenced by so much Different music Like from different countries That's yeah. something like I haven't really seen From doing most interviews And stuff Mostly it's just like oh, I love rock I love such and such I love punk I love You know hip hop I love rap I love You know drill I love Alternative and dance And stuff But you got like A lot of international music That influenced you So that's one thing That's dope But like Yeah a lot of these Younger artists they're just they're influenced by everything and that's one thing i do love about this generation and especially like your music is like you you you're doing a hard track mm-hmm. you know one song and then like next song you're doing you know something more melodic like um shit i'm trying to i'm drawing a blank what was your 2019 album oh the the prince of the forest yes yeah, the prince yeah, of the yeah. forest i was gonna say i don't want to say prince of a mother for some reason <laughs> Uh yeah, Principal Forest is more it was more melodic. You didn't have anything really hard on there. Yeah, it's like the the only rap part is Swerzy's verse on yeah. Shaxx. It's like the only mm-hmm. rap part on the whole project. Like Yeah. Do you wanna are you kinda gonna continue to go with that sound going into um twenty twenty? Are you dropping any projects twenty twenty? Yeah. I don't wanna assume um, anything. Cause you put out a bunch of singles this year. Yeah, I'll be but you, no know, pro- you know me, bro. No project. Like, I be I be I be like in my drop mode and i'll yeah. drop a bunch of shit for like six months and then i won't drop shit for like a while so i actually have three projects i'm gonna drop before the year ends you know because i i only dropped one project this year i haven't dropped a lot yeah um, but i've been working on me and Kami's project ducks on fire so that's oh where it's done um so like that's we're gonna start rolling that out at the end of this month mm. um and then i have this this project called lamb music and that's kind of crazy but yeah you know what i'm saying like so I have a lot, bro. Like, I'd be weird about dropping music. You know what I'm saying? I'd be super weird about it, but I like to take my time. I like to hold myself to musical standard. You know, I really like. I know Cap, bro. I like to work on a project for two years. Like Prince of Forest. Yeah. Prince of Forest. I recorded December 2017 in two days. And okay. Then, you know, I spent a year plus mixing it, touching up on it, and then I dropped it, whatever April 2019. Uh, so the the old. The recording and writing process took two days. Two days. Like the beat selection, Christmas, everything. Christmas 2017 and the day after Christmas 2017. So it was like everything, beat selection, like everything, like, bro. Like it was just like a, like a moment. Like I told my niggas, I was like, send me beats. 
and like uh i got a beat for life see i'm fine eight mc send me the beat for everest come down mm. like bro like you know what i'm saying yeah. like and ju- downtime dropped the beat for stress on soundcloud like the day after christmas it just really was like this this two-day compartment and i made it and i was like whoa like this is crazy and that was like mm. the first music that I, I made that i was like oh i like this swear yeah. to god like yeah i've been making music for years and it was cool and it was fun like fun like it was super fun or whatever but i didn't listen to any of my shit like i like dr one was cool and like i played their shows mm-hmm. but i didn't listen to it by myself yeah. And then Prince of Forest was the first music where I was like, oh, okay, like this is music that I made for myself and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good. Like, I don't know. Like, I wasn't going to drop it. The Prince of the Forest? Yeah. Like, I just made this and I was like, this is really for myself. Like, you feel like it's so, like, out. You feel like it's it was so, so out yeah, there it was so, like, to else. the left. Because, like, the dog deer projects are a lot. Well, there's some. There, some I mean, they're, ho- they're hard. They're mostly hard. Like, hard. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, those collab. Okay, I'm not familiar. Those collab projects. Cause yeah, I'm not familiar. I saw another. Cause I'm not familiar with hounds. Yeah, so he's so a, it's like he's like a producer. That's like day one uh, homie. Like that was yeah. the first nigga I ever met on the internet. Okay. He, yeah, him, Crosu, Downtime, shout out all them three. First niggas I ever linked with on the internet, like 2012 in high school, just on like like EDM trap Facebook forums and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We used to produce together, make beats together when I was in high school, and I started rapping. And he was like, "All right, well, let me send you beats." You know, and shout out hounds. That's another thing I love about, you know, 2020 and what's going on in music is collab projects between, like, producers and artists and, like, you know what I mean, artists and producers. Like, like you say, we can cut this out because I don't remember if you told me you didn't want to announce this yet. The one with Kamiata. Yeah, that like, that, that's coming out. That, yeah, that one's coming out. That's cool to say. Yeah, like, that's coming out. And then, and then me and Mason. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, I and, like. But then you and Hounds, like. That collab, yeah, collab like projects, so, yeah. the dog deer projects, and then like uh, you know, Kamiata eighty three Hades just dropped, like stuff like that. I think is fire. Yeah. Like I love like that. A lot of twenty twenty music and a lot of careers are built off like collaboration, and you're seeing so many different viewpoints in like, you know what I mean? Sounds come together to create something new. Yeah, it's like it's wild. That's one of my favorite things about just what's going on right now in general. No, I agree. Like I think. That's the thing too. I love working with different, like different people on music. Like I love like mixing people's music. Like you know, like mm. really like because even like niggas be sending me beats, bro. I don't even use half of them, bro. Like I be placing them with other artists. Like yeah, if they just come through, whatever. Like I, I fuck with that super heavy. Like even when I used to be like more into throwing shows, like I really like love the idea of like bringing people together and stuff. And like that's why I like about Prince of Forest. Like that was a super collaborative project. Like I think I only have like two solo songs. Yeah, right there, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then like. We did it, and Mason did all, like, the post-production shit with the outros, and, like, like that shit is super fun to me, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that shit's, like, super late that you can just do that in 2020, you know what I'm saying, like, really, and, like, now the niggas be having, like, more bread, like, it's a lot easier for us to travel and, like, link in person, like, we used to yeah. do everything over the internet, you know what I'm saying, but now we kind of have the the money and the resources stuff to like link in person and like and like make the music like that that's kind of fire how that happened so you guys did you meet a lot of these guys over the internet as well yeah like i have uh i have you know like me and the midnight guys linked up out here in like yeah. 2017 um and then i have like all my texas people you know uh and then yeah like there's definitely been a lot of niggas that like i met with internet you know and then mm-hmm. we linked like at 83 uh, like hit up 
Uno, like a homie Uno from Pluto, and he came yeah. to like our New York show, and like that's how we met him. And so yeah, a bunch of other niggas just like from Twitter and IG and shit. Like they're in LA, like those pull up or link up and shit somewhere. Well, some niggas be cool, some niggas be weird. Like you know, it is yeah. what it is. Like, yeah, especially you know when you meet somebody for the first time that you met over the internet, yeah, they might not yeah. be like how they seem, like online. Nah, for sure. Like there, there been some niggas that like they been cool, and some niggas I've been in the room with for five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> like, I dip like, off yeah. or something. Like it'd be weird. So you've made music with a lot of different people, you know, Kamiyata, A3 Hades, Zodiac, just being a few. Yeah. Like, do you like, do you prefer collaborating or solo tracks? Because Prince of the Forest was, for the most part, like we said, a solo album and the music you made for yourself. Yeah. Um. I don't know, bro. Like, to me, again, like, I didn't grow up on rap music at all. So yeah. this idea of, like, the one person having to, like, write it and, like, do all that, like, I just give a fuck whether it sounds good. Like to be honest, like the type of music I grew mm-hmm. up on, it just sounded good. Yeah. And, like it was good. It's it didn't matter. Product. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like I'm a very much about the final product person. I don't see pro like you know as I said, like, I have a product I'm finna drop that has no features on it. Like I don't really like care. Like I don't mm-hmm. take pride in that. Yeah, I love like putting a bunch of people on a song. Like even with the song I showed you with David Shorty, like I was like, oh, let me get this like you know like auto tune singing nigga and like put yeah. on a drill beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and see mm-hmm. how it sounds. I like doing that with people. I like putting people in, like, unexpected musical situations, but, like, making it work. Yeah. More so than I care about, like, oh, like, let me rap the hardest mm-hmm. verse, like, the hardest hook. Like, I definitely like working with people together. But at the same time, like, with the projects I'm going to finish drop, the fact that it does have no features on it, like, it is super personal to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that definitely like carries weight like when people were here though like definitely hear that yeah like, there's a side of it that's really like this more is like an extension of yourself yeah rather than like so being like bring someone else on the track or whatever so let's um let's backtrack a little bit more into like uh your story um when did you come over to the united states again how old were you so i was 10 or 11 it was like the day before sixth grade like so okay. yeah so uh so it was like my my mother passed away i went to foster care mm-hmm. and then my foster parents adopted me so my foster parents uh well my adopted parents my mom's american my dad's english so then we moved to boston right yeah like the day before sixth grade and then i was in boston and then i moved to texas and then was in texas for like four years and then moved out here so what what was that transition like? You know, changing like school. You went to American school. Yeah, like, a whole like, new country. It was it was weird. Like where I lived in England was like like North London. Like it was like kind of like just like very inner city London. You know what I'm seeing? Like even if you see like kind of like drill shit, like that's kind of what it was like. Like and like like the hood in England looks super different than the hood in America. Like I'm not even gonna compare it to them. Like but you know, I'm, but like that's just what it was on. Then I moved to Boston, which was like super like liberal white city yeah. bro like for real like and especially like where we were living in the burbs like i was like this is weird and i was like oh this is how all of america is so like i was mm-hmm. in boston the whole time i was in boston i was like Yo, i'm finna graduate and, and move back to england because i was like yeah. this place is fucking weird bro like <laughs> yeah. fuck boston weird ass place and then i graduated and moved to texas and i like just instantly fell in love with it like i was like i love you here i fuck with the people i fuck with the vibe like it's cheap Mm. And it just niggas show me mad love there, like yeah. you know, I like there's no rap scene in Boston, none, bro. Like I can name like three rappers from Boston for real. like Cousin Stiz, yeah, Michael Christmas and Pistola, 
and like my homie Chef Courage, but like really on some like name shit, like those are the only three. Yeah, I grew I, up in that area, bro, and that's kind of like I grew up like about 40, 30, 40 minutes north of Boston. Okay. And like, so it's like that's kind of why I moved down to the Charlotte area because it's like not shit, for music, bro. it's not really no just, rap scene, bro. Unfortunately, like, it's just not really happening. The people that I found just aren't really up to par, but like I've heard people lately up there. And yeah, it's now, it's kind of starting to pop them. now, finally, but it's just like I had to get to somewhere bigger. Yeah, like, and I was thinking, even people thought Cousin Stiz was gonna like be the one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, blow up out of Boston. He did his thing, it was cool, but there was not enough people mm-hmm. in that sound that like were, were able to make that like a Boston sound. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, that's true. I love I love Stiz. Like, I still listen to Stiz to this day. Like, yeah, Suffolk County. Yeah, yeah, like, that's, that's my just hard. shit, bro. There's so many classics on there for like me. No bells, that shit hits, like yeah. shit like that is tough, for real. Uh, no exclamation. Yeah. Um, fucking dumb dope. Fresh yeah. Prince. Like everything on that project was so fire. No, he's tough, bro. I, 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 I fuck with this, but and then, but yeah, like I'm with San Antonio. I started working on seeing San Antonio. I, I really fuck with it, man. Like San Antonio really showed me more love than like any city. Like San Antonio and Austin both. Um. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, uh, me and Kwame, like, did Mala Luna there, uh, which is, like, their main festival, and that shit was lit. Uh, done, like, a bunch of shows there. Uh, went to, And then when I went to Austin, I went to college for a year. Yeah. I went to University of Texas in, at Austin for a year. And that was lit, bro. Like, I went to college, and I was like, damn, I'm probably not going to be here for four years. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's, like, how the music was going. Yeah. But I kind of needed, like, time to kill. Yeah, so I, I feel was like, you. Fuck it, like, let me just go to college. Promote yourself out there. You know what I mean? Get some well, fans. We turned it up. Like, we, yeah. we turned it up, bro. Like, we we were throwing these uh these parties called First Friday, and we would throw them on the first Friday every month, and it would be like, bro, like 300 college kids in like a house mm. to turn. And like, like we would go out there, like, niggas, we like had Swerzy come out for one. Like, my homie Suave, my homie NH, my homie's NHL in Austin performed on a bunch. It's lit, bro. Like, we made bread. And, like, yeah, we had hella college fans, bro. Like, we'd be in Austin. It was buzzing. We would do the, the frat shows out there. Yeah. It was super lit. So, from uh, backtracking again, you moved to Boston. You said day before sixth grade. Yeah. When did you move to Texas? How long after? Right after I graduated high school. Right after. So, you were in Boston for a grip. A grip, bro. Like, that... It's weird because, like, looking back, it doesn't feel that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Like, really. So, I went to middle school, and then I went to this, like, arts high school. And, like, that shit was weird as fuck. Like, yeah. I don't know, bro. Like, it, again, like, the only people, like, you know Warren Lotus? No. Nah. designer. He, like, makes clothes. Like, he, he, like, went to my high school. Shout out him. He was cool. Like, I have a other, like, a couple other people that were there. But it was, again, just, like, super... It was like rich granola kids. It was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, it was like niggas who like had yeah. hella money, but were like try to Shit. act like they didn't have money. Yeah. And I just was like, bro, like y'all are really weird. Like, yeah. I don't know, that just wasn't my scene. I was just there because whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, when did you start making music then? So, I played violin and piano when I was younger. Okay. And then, but like when my mom passed away, I, like I stopped. I kept listening to music. Yeah, I got, back, yeah. I got back in the like I got back in the piano in the middle school. Freshman year, I bought a MacBook and I started making beats. Mm. Well, not making beats. I was making like EDM, bro. Like I was making yeah. like, like drum and bass and like house and like dubstep and shit. And then I started making like hard trap music. You know, like EDM trap music, the shit that was popping yeah, like 2013, yeah. like coochie and shit. Then I started making rap beats and I started rapping end of 2015. 
Like right when I left high school, like right when I left high school, I started rapping, um, for real, and that shit. It was cool. You worked on it for a little bit. Probably took it more seriously, like 2016. That's when. I, that's when I'm. 2016 is when I made the switch to like stop producing and just do rapping. Yeah. So you were really coming out hard as a producer when you entered like freshman year of high school. Yeah, like that's what I was gonna do, and then I like I was gonna go to to Berkeley College of Music. For like their music production mm-hmm. course, but then I just was like, ah, I don't really know if this is what I want to do. Like, so that's like, how do you feel about like music school in general now? Looking back on it as somebody who's actually started to make a way. Super glad I didn't go. Super glad. Super you didn't glad go. I didn't go. To be like, I'm gonna keep it like 100. And I think you ask any about any engineer mm-hmm. or okay, like to me, you can learn anything that you need to learn off the internet. Yeah. The only perk to going to college is to give you a piece of paper to be like certifiable to be employed. And so my whole thing is like if you're not trying to get a job like that, um, you know what I'm saying, then there's no reason to go to college. And most engineers have said like it's way better to go work with someone you believe in, get some real credits in the world, and then go to a studio and be like, yo, I have this real shit on paper. Mm. Then like, oh, I went and I took this course. Yeah, it, like as some, someone specifically like who engineers, which is like what most people go to school to, like go, like go to school to learn. The only way you get better is just by doing it for real. Yeah, that's facts. Um, because I see a lot of people um looking to go to music school and shit, and it's just like I'm not knocking what anybody wants to do, but I'm just kind of like from what I've seen, most people who are starting to make it in music now just have that organic talent and they figure it out themselves like most of the successful artists are you know what i mean doing it in their rooms yeah it's it's really like a mindset bro like i like i was doing my music shit in san antonio mm -hmm. and i came out to la and i linked with these niggas and i was really like oh like y'all get it like and it's just a matter of like getting it bro like there's hella people on me who are talented or whatever but they just don't have like that the push, bro, like, and mm. you really need that push, mm-hmm. um, and like, you know, like, if you have that, bro, like, you you can just do it, like, you can really just do it, yeah. Um, you have that, just believe in yourself, like, you can really just do it. Like, if I can do it, you sure you can. Like, there's people ask all the time, like, they're like, "What? How'd y'all do it, bro? Like, what's the formula?" And I'm just like, "Bro, like, there's just taking like seeing opportunities when they present themselves." Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel like there's like the it factor too that a lot, a lot of people talk about. Like, I feel yeah. like you just kind of have it. Yeah, they, like there's something about you that just fits. Like, if I started like to be, if I started rapping, it would never work. It just wouldn't work. I'm not a rapper. Like, yeah. I know that. You know what I mean? It's just like I. That's not my lane, and I feel like certain people are just built for certain things. Like, if I ever wanted to start like playing basketball if i'm like yo i want to be nba player mm. it's just not gonna happen bro. yeah like you know no, same I mean? for me it's too i can't not, i'll be trash it's I'll be not, like i feel like certain people just have it quote unquote and some people just don't like and a lot of that is just talent like there's a certain like i guess persona about you know what i mean people that tend to stand out a little more mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Have some unique qualities about them. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like, I definitely think the it factor is, like, very important. But I think what's also dope about at least how I make music, and I think a lot of bigger people make music, is, like, even if you're not, like, even if you're super talented, you don't have the it factor, like, the on-stage factor, the in-front-of-the-camera factor. Like, you can always write songs with people. Yeah, you know there's still a lane for still you like now. A you can yeah, still connect. Like, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, Having, like... 
That's not a lot. Of, that's a lot of things people don't understand. Having Instagram followers is not that important. Nah, bro. I like, hate Instagram, bro. Like, yeah. if I did not have a reason to have an Instagram, like, I would be a, like a pretty off the grid nigga. Like, yeah. I fuck with Twitter and shit, but like, mm. I don't like. How, like, I don't even like how my picture taken that much. Like all that shit. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, I like, feel you. Like niggas who are just songwriters and shit, they be chilling making a bag. Like they be chilling making a bag, bro. No one knows who they are, but fuck it. Like people just sit behind the scenes and make beats. Like a lot of the producers, like some of the big songs, we never heard their name, seen their face. Exactly. But they're rich, rich as hell, rich doing as hell. what they want to do. You know what I mean? Nah, for real. Um. So we're probably gonna wrap up part one. We'll do. I got a couple more questions for you. Okay. Do a little part. Do bet, a little bet, part bet. two type. Um. So yeah, that's part one. It's called Classic Interview Number Thirty with Young Bambi. Um, check us out online at KULTClassicOfficial.com. We got merch dropping very soon. It might even be out by the time this interview comes out. Uh, follow us on Instagram at KULTClassicOfficial, and then on Twitter KULTClassicOFF. And we're on TikTok now too, so go hit us on there. And um, follow me at Bobby D on the beat at B O B B Y D on the beat. And you want to give you information? Yeah, Young Bambi at Death of a Mother on IG at Bambo Go Rambo on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? It's Young Bambi on, on all the streaming services. Appreciate it. Shout out Cold Classic. All right, bro. Part two coming up right now. Part two, we're back with Young Bambi. What's good? What's good? Young Bambi here. So you started selling beats in high school, um, right? Or not selling beats, started making beats around ninth grade. Yeah. Um, what? So you said it started music in 2015. How long of a gap was that? Um, so yeah, it's like I was, I was producing for like three, four years before I started rapping. Okay. Yeah. So like probably like what senior year high school you started rapping yeah like really right when i left like right before i moved to texas bro like i probably made my first song like march 2015 you know so were you seeing any success in making beats before you started rapping or were you just kind of making beats in your room were you sending them out to anybody were you in placements no nah, like so so it was like i was producing with the same niggas who produced for me now mm. so i was making music with hounds karosu like downtime kelbender but, like, we were just making, like, the SoundCloud, like, you know how niggas were making songs and shit? Yeah. They were, like, beats. But, they, you know what I'm saying? Like, we weren't really selling them and shit. And then I started producing for a couple rappers, and they sucked. <laughs> and that's when I was like, oh, let me rap. Like, you feel yeah, me? Like, that's like, really, like, I'm really gonna what happened. And all my niggas who I was producing with, we were on some shit where we're making all these hard beats, but no one's rapping on them. So, mm -hmm. like, bro, just rap and, like, rap on our beats. So, that, that's how I, I kind of got started with that little wave. Yeah, shouts to Calvin too. Calvin is fire. Yeah, that's that's the OG homie. So you started 2015. After all that, mm. you started just making, you started making songs and rapping over your own beats. When did you start to kind of see success from there? Because like you didn't really go anywhere. You know what I mean? Trying to put people on beats and get placements and stuff like that. Um, so when do you start to see success after you released your first song? Um, really, I mean, really, really, like immediately, bro. Like the rap shit just start was just off bad, doing better than like the instrumental music we were putting mm -hmm. out. And I think that's just because you know, like you're just gonna reach a wider fan base. So I was like, oh, okay, like let me focus on this more. Um, and I moved to Texas, and I got really quickly like heavily involved in this in the in the local scene there. Yeah. 
um, doing shows, meeting people, um, kind of found my own little clique of local artists to like work with and build. And we started throwing shows and like doing shows. Um, I would say like beginning of 2016, I had, you know, like local buzz in San Antonio. And then when I, when I linked with midnight, like the end of 2016, it's probably mm. like when my, my internet buzz started popping and like 2017, 2018 when i like started dropping my projects like 2018 is when i like dropped dog deer and like me and Kami dropped our projects and like i first started dropping all that yeah. shit it's like when my shit really started going up um yeah no because I, I was i was definitely a lot more focused on the local scene than the internet scene and mm-hmm. then i like you know got more focused into it so how did your um how do your relationship with a3 hades come about i'm kind of so oh uh, super random bro like so I mean, obviously, you know, rare, mm-hmm. like, so, like, that's, my homie, uh, 223 Germ and Uno started it, and my homie Suit is in it, and I, I used to be in it, but, like, we're all just from San Antonio, you know what I'm saying, like, that was some, yeah. that was some local shit for, like, some San Antonio shit, and so, we all went to New York, like, me, Kami, Braxton, people went to New York, and we, we threw an impromptu show, and, and Uno just hit us up, and he was like, hey, like, my boy, 83, he's, like, in a link with y'all, like, mm. just say what's up, and I was like, oh, for sure, like, yeah. I don't really think dude made music at the time, to keep it a stack, like, I don't think he made music at the time, or had just started, and he put up to a show, whatever we linked, and then, like, a few months later, he just was like, yo, like, it's me again, like, blah, 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 he started going up, and, you know, I just fuck with dude, super genuine dude, like, he came out to texas with me he came out to la and stayed with us for a little bit made some music super genuine nigga like i fuck with 83 heavy fuck with super heavy so for all the producers out there um what do you look for in beats when someone send you beats you said you don't use like you said you don't even use like half of them yeah, you don't even look at half the time I'll so be, I'll when be, you do look for beats what are you looking for for anybody who's looking to get a young Bambi placement. Shit. I mean, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, I really just be sticking to my producers, but I, I listen to shit. Like, bro, just, I don't know if I'm like, just send me shit that's like, like, just like, good. Don't send me shit that you think I'll rap on. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm always looking to like push my sound. I'm always looking to do something different. I never want to recreate anything. Mm-hmm. Dead ass. Like, I'd never have had a song where I was like, oh, I need to make another song like that. So just send me something good and unique. Like it's like that's my whole belief. It like doesn't matter if it's like rap or whatever. If it's good, it's good. Um, so that's my whole, like really just my whole thing with beats. It's gotta be good. Word. Um, just a couple more questions. Where do you want to go with your music? Cause like your sounds kind of like all over the not all over the place in a bad way, but no, diverse. Like, diverse. Yeah, it's you know super what I mean? Place, yeah. Like you got. Some hard shit, and then you got uh, like Prince of the Forest, like we said, it was super personal. So, yeah. what sound wise, where are you looking to go? Um, okay, so with my hard shit, I'm gonna take it more of an EDM route. So, mm. like last year, I dropped a few songs uh, through Dimac, which is Steve Aoki's label, with yeah, producers. Um, and they did really well, and it's slick because like I used to make EDM, and they're like the niggas who I used to listen to. So I'm like, oh, yeah, shit. Like, on some fan shit. It's Shouts lit. to them, man. Yeah, so all my hard shit, I think I'm gonna channel more to that route, like the EDM route. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with my softer music, like that's when I'm gonna kind of push more on my solo stuff. Um, and that's kind of like the, like I kind of want to keep them. You know, if you go to, like EDM show. Or like a festival or something, that's where you'll see like hard young Bambi shit. And then if you just go to like a young Bambi show, like that's what I kinda wanna like push forward more of my like melodic shit like that. Like my personal stuff. Um 
But yeah, I mean, I always love performing the hardship, bro. Like I love doing shows. Like I love performing songs like "Puke" and "Top Blob." Like it just, yeah. like, it just hits, bro. Mm-hmm. Like um, I always love doing that shit. Like I was always a performer. Like I made music. Like I played music, but I was always a performer before I like just like you know created songs and shit. Like I yeah. Used to, like so, um, yeah, I love that shit. I love doing hardship. Where do you draw inspiration for a lot of these songs from? Like, like Prince of the Forest is like you said a lot of personal. It's about like your life and shit like that. But like a lot of harder tracks. Like when you're recording, what makes a young baby song? Like, does the vibe have to be a certain way? Is it the beat? Like, what inspires um, you overall to create what you create? Shit. I mean, the emotional shit. Like that's just like whenever it hits, bro. Like yeah, really. Like usually something will happen, bro, and I'll just lock myself in my room for like mm-hmm. two, three days and like make music. With the hard shit, I usually record like right when I wake up. And then, like yeah, like I like like if Hound sends me a pack, like I'll wake up and first thing in the morning, like I'll just listen to the beats and I'll pick one and I'll record it. Yeah. Um, and then like that's just like how I like draw my inspiration and shit. I don't know, like, when I lived in San Antonio, like, just living in San Antonio was, like, super easy to make hard music, because it was just, like, that was the vibe, like, in the city, like, I don't be that pressed to make hard music that much when I be in L.A., mm. but, like, the EDM hard music, I feel like is a cool lane for me to, like, like channel in the middle. Yeah. Cause, like, I'm older now, bro, like, I'm, like, 23, bro, like, I'm not necessarily, like, trying to rap about the same shit I was when I was, like, yeah. 19, 20, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, and, shit and even, now. like, even when I be on, it's different, like, bro, I, I don't be living in San Antonio anymore, like, I live in LA, like, it's different, like, I be just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not trying to, like, force shit, like, so, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but, like, with the EDM, hard music, like, that channel mm. for me is lit, like, I fuck with that. So, do you want to do anything, like, outside of, um, in the, maybe in the industry, even outside of the music industry, besides, like make music um i mean on a musical front uh i love engineering bro like i love missing for people yeah i almost kind of like that more than making music to be honest like i like like engineering for comedy mm-hmm. and like some other like melodic people like that's just just it's cool to like mold other people's sounds like help on that um i like doing executive producer stuff outside of music industry uh Again, just to shit with kids, bro. Like, I would love to like set up a nonprofit one day, like for oh, like yeah. I think like like education, you know, like is like the most is like one of the most important things, mm-hmm. uh, especially like your high school education. I feel like I had a really good high school education. Like when I did city year, I worked in schools that were like yeah. really shitty, but I saw the impact. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, I still have students who hit me up to this day. And still be like, oh, you know, yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. my kids like just graduated and shit, and like. I feel like being a, like a raw, transparent role model for them because they knew I rap, bro. Like I would open for like X Wolf and like see my students like at the yeah. shows, which is kind of surreal mm. and it was crazy. Like I almost got fired one time over it, but you know that I think being a mentor for students or uh, like an advocate and educator for students is important. So like, oh yeah, uh, definitely. I want I want to like build my own nonprofit for that. Like when I get uh, yeah, that'd be lit. So like. You did mention, and I think that's why I didn't bring it up, but you did mention off camera when we were talking, uh, shooting the shit before, that you said you moved to Texas for the City Year program. Yeah. Um, do you want to explain that a little bit? Like, how do you get into that? What kind of happened? Um, all right, so I was, like, a senior, you know, and I was just, like, I don't really know what I want to do. Like, I want to do this music shit, but it wasn't, like, doing anything at the time. Mm-hmm. But I was, like, a can. And I wanted to go to this school called Hartford in Connecticut. And I was finna go there. I was finna run. 
and then like cross country and then i was last minute i was like nah like i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna do city year mm-hmm. and like i applied i got in and then like a map of the u.s popped up and they were like where do you want to serve and i was just like Fuck it, like I've never been to Texas. Yeah. And I just clicked on it, and the only city available was San Antonio, and I was like, fuck it. Like, I, I never even heard of San Antonio. And, like, when I told niggas I was moving there, the only thing they were like is the Spurs. And, like, I was like, well, I don't even watch sports. I don't even know what the fuck the Spurs yeah. are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, like, and I moved there two weeks later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's super random, but that, that's what I be saying, bro. It'd be those, those random, random shits, bro, yeah. that, like, really lead you to where you get. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had never applied to city, like I never would have moved to Texas. Like yeah. my life would, again would be probably super different. Like so, how long were you in city year for? The whole like I did two whole, years of it. I did two, two years. Yeah, I did two years of it. So I was gonna do one. I stayed again. Um, and then, but you can only do two years. I probably would have done a third year. Yeah. To be honest, like that shit was lit. So when um, you ever have any jobs outside of music? Like before the music really kicked off? <laughs> yeah, I have funny ass jobs, bro. Like in high school. I was a camp counselor yeah. for like almost all of high school in the summers. And then I worked at a record store for a little bit. And then I worked at a running store. Uh, this is all the legal jugs. Like, I did some stupid like stupid shit in high school, too. I made money, like, fraud shit. Yeah. But, like, uh, I worked at a running store. And I did city year. And then I worked at Shoe Palace in San Antonio. And that's when I was like, this will be the last job I ever worked. Like, that shit was ass. Like, fuck Shoe Palace. Like... So how long was it before you were like, when you started making the music before you were able to live off it? Before you realized, yo, I can like live wherever I want. I can go to Los Angeles. Like I can live uh, out there, live comfortably. I was so it was like 2017 to 2018. I was in college, so I was like making my money off music, but I didn't have to pay for shit because like I was at school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like, I don't know, bro. Like like we we moved out here at the beginning of 2019. You know what I'm saying? And, like, you know, there was, like, a few times when my bread was kind of whack at the beginning of last year. But I would say, like, halfway through last year, like, started living super comfortable. And now we really all be, like, comfortable, bro. Like, super comfortable. Like, living in L.A. Like, I have my apartment in Austin. Like, I be, like, comfy now. Um, But, yeah, I would say, like, 2018, like, probably, like, when I, like, was, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm really, like, chilling off this music shit. Word. Anything else you want to? Anything else you want to add before we wrap this up? You know what I'm saying? Shout out my niggas. Shout out my midnight niggas. Shout out NHL. You know what I'm saying? Shout out everyone in Texas, San Antonio. On me. Shout out my mom. Yeah, that's it. Pretty much. Shout out London, too. That's pretty much it. And word. Thank you guys for tuning in. That was part two. Young Bambi. It's called Grass Committee number 30. Again, hit us online at KULTClassicOfficial.com. Hit us on Instagram at KULTClassicOfficial. And on Twitter at KULTClassicOFF. And then hit me at B-O-B-B-Y-D-E-E, two E's, on the beat. And you want to give me social Yeah, again? Young Bambi at Death of a Mother on Instagram. Bambo Go Rambo on Twitter. Young Bambi, just type it in, Y-U-N-G space Bambi, just like the deer. Word. Thank you for tuning in. That was interview number 30. Appreciate it, y'all.